0: That's what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ is risen today. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. I mean, like, I could have no other response than, like, move. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whoo. Because it's so interesting. Okay, so I remember growing up, my dad would kind of always say this. My dad would be like, man, if I knew then, would I know now, whoo, I would have done things totally differently. Man, if I could have taken that knowledge that I know now and applied it when I was, like, younger, man, I would have experienced life differently. I wouldn't have worried about all these things. Man, I made things so much more difficult for myself. Man, if I could have just known what I know now. Sometimes we we consider the Christian life Uh, A murder mystery as if like we're trying to figure out what the end is as we're moving through life Like hmm. I wonder what's gonna happen. What's Jesus gonna do? I have no idea Is there gonna be a plot twist who knows right like man? What's the end guys? Um, if you didn't know spoiler alert Jesus wins Okay, Jesus rises from the dead. Jesus wins the Christian life is not a murder mystery We know the end of the actual story. Our life is not trying to figure out what happens. Our life is an unfolding of the reality of the resurrection that has already happened, that keeps happening, and will always happen. We know the future. Man, if I knew then, would I know now? Jesus Christ wins. That's the end. The end of the Christian life, my brothers and sisters, is the fact that in Jesus, you have victory over sin, over death. Will death touch you? Yes, physically. Everyone will die. Let's not get it twisted. Sin entered into the world and everyone is going to die. No one can stop that. One thing we don't know is when that happens, but we all know it's going to happen. But the end in Jesus is that physical death shall touch us. Eternal death shall never touch us. At times, a momentary affliction in Jesus is granted the end of life eternal forever. If Jesus didn't rise then there is no hope, and there is no point. Then death really has won over our lives, and sin has won. And there's no point for us to actually be here. We know the end, and the end, my brothers and sisters, has to orient, has to allow our lives to live in light of that end. we're not trying to figure it out. Jesus said, "I'm making all things new. I draw good out of all things. He who lives in me and dies in me I shall rise on the last day. He who believes in me professes with their lips that I am Lord shall be saved." These are not these are not these empty hopes, but these are true promises. The empty tomb is not a hope of eternal life. It's a promise of eternal life. It's a promise. The resurrection is a promise and a fulfillment of that promise. We will walk through a fallen world. Absolutely. You will experience difficulty. You will experience pain. You will experience death and you will experience sorrow. But I'll tell you right now, when you are looking at the midst of your life with the end in sight of the fact that though you shall die in Christ, you will rise again. That though others and family have died in Christ, you will see them again. That only these momentary afflictions are momentary that they shall pass in Jesus. It changes the way you live your life. It changes the way you see things. It changes the way you speak and you act. Because you have the end in sight. You know the end. And the living out is more of an adventure of what Jesus already did unfolding in your life. So there's an ancient tradition of how, like, a marathon started. So we had this messenger in Greece, right? So the Greeks were fighting the Persians. And the Greeks win this crazy battle. This crazy battle. And so here's his messenger. He goes from Marathon, Greece, and he runs 25 miles as fast as he could... To get to Athens to be like, we won, we won. And the moment he says this, he dies. This messenger wasn't running to victory, he was running from a place of victory. He wasn't going somewhere to get victorious. He was running from the battle to which he already knew he won. And he was running these 25 miles of whatever's going to happen. It doesn't matter. I'm running from a place of victory. I'm not running to victory. Christ, my brothers and sisters, has won. And the victory we run from, we're not going to victory. We live in victory. Everything we do has to be seen and ordered by the light of the victory of the resurrection. How can you have joy when it's difficult? Because Jesus rose from the dead. How can you at least have this joy in these situations? Because Jesus is going to draw good from it. That's what he said he's going to do. How can you do this? when Look at your past and all these sins and all these areas. My past has been redeemed by Jesus Christ. I know the resurrection is real because I've seen the empty tomb in my own life. The resurrection changes everything. Even sin and the ability for sin to destroy your relationship with Jesus has been changed. Before Jesus, before the resurrection, you have no hope. And in now your sin, when you fall fallen, you sin in Jesus. Because he's been risen from the dead, he can transform, forgive your sin, and raise you to new life. So interesting. Sometimes we elevate the lives of the saints so much and make them appear as if they were perfect in the midst of the world and didn't do anything wrong that it seems impossible to actually live the reality of sainthood. I mean, sainthood ultimately is the fulfillment of living on earth, the resurrection to which we will experience ultimately in heaven. No saint was perfect. It's so funny. It's like, do you guys realize who Noah, right? Noah in the ark. Do you know he got drunk? Drunk! Abraham, our father in faith, lied to the messenger of God twice about his wife. Moses killed a dude. Moses straight up killed an Egyptian. St. Paul killed Christians. St. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, who wrote a third of the New Testament, killed Christians. Peter Denied Jesus three times. And I can go on and on. If you want to see the reality of what the resurrection can do in someone's life, just look at the lives that have been transformed in the Old Testament, in the Gospel, in the Scriptures, my brothers and sisters. Because the empty tomb is real. That here is Peter, my brothers and sisters. Could you imagine what it must have been like for Peter to deny Jesus three times? And then on Holy Saturday to go back to the upper room and knock on the door and have to like apologize to Mary? To like apologize? I mean, all the apostles, besides John, left. But yet it says at the resurrection story, they're all in the same room, in the upper room where they celebrated the last supper. They gotta knock back on the door. I'm sorry I left your son. I'm sorry I betrayed him. Like, And yet here are these men, forgiven in Jesus, who betrayed him, who walked away from him, who wanted nothing to do with him, who were scared, who lived in fear, and they come back, received the forgiveness of Jesus, been raised to new life, and here are these men that continue to live in that truth. We're not defined by our past because what the resurrection has done. We're defined, my brothers and sisters, by the empty tomb. The empty tomb defines who we are and how we live our lives. Not the circumstances of our lives, not the reality of our sinfulness. No, Jesus changed everything. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where you will experience yourself through things that are not good. And yet Jesus Christ through his resurrection, if you so want, if you so choose, can raise you again to new life. Every time you experience God's forgiveness, it's a resurrection in your life. Because when we live in sin, we die. We die. We go back to that tomb, and only Jesus can raise us to new life. And even in the midst of my sinfulness, my own sinfulness, I still am looking at the resurrection. Even in the midst of my difficulty, I'm still looking at the resurrection. That my suffering, my difficulty, whatever might be happening in this world, is not telling me what my God is doing, is not telling me the reality of what's happening. But the resurrection is. I'll tell you right now, I mean, the Lord absolutely is amazing. And I mean, the gift of forgiveness and the blessing that God gives in this world is incredible when you really live for him. But I'll tell you right now, I don't want to stay here. And thanks be to Jesus Christ that I don't have to. It is a promise that right now I have a place in heaven waiting for me. That one day in heaven, I'm going to have the coolest resurrected body. When that comes, I'm going to be able to eat and walk through walls. Jesus did, so will I. Amen. Right? Like, I mean, this is the reality of, yes, will I experience suffering? But it's like, oh, it's only momentary. Woo! One day. One day. Right? Uh, There's no crosses in heaven if you didn't know. Okay, I'll say that again. There's no crosses in heaven. Right Your infirmities, your difficulties, your sufferings, all the reality of pain, because of sin, because of the fallen world, doesn't exist because of what Jesus Christ has done this day and every day. The resurrection, my brothers and sisters, is continuous. It's not something that happened over 2,000 years ago. It happened 2,000 years ago. It happened today, and it will happen again. Here's the end of the story. Jesus won, Jesus wins. Jesus is going to win. What's going to happen? Jesus won. Jesus wins. Jesus is going to win. I got a place in heaven. He's going to draw good from all things. The way that you experience life, the Christian life, is not a murder mystery. You ain't trying to figure out the reality of what's going to happen in the plot twist. It's always looking at the reality. If you run the race of the Christian life from a place of victory, even in your difficulty, even in your sinfulness, then you may fall, but in Jesus you can get back up. I tell people all the time, the people that win the race are the ones that get up, not the ones that fall down. You can fall down as much as you want as long as you get back up. So many times, my brothers and sisters, we forget the fact that Jesus is risen and we go back to the tomb and we focus on what brought us to the tomb and our past life and our past experiences and our difficulties and our shame. And yet our past life needs to be seen in the reality of the resurrection that in Jesus he can forgive, redeem, resurrect our lives, draw good from all things This is the gift of Easter. It's not this one-time reality, my brothers and sisters. Yes, we believe in a crucified but risen Lord. Jesus Christ is risen. He's never dying again. Death can't touch him. Eternal death can't touch us in Jesus if we so choose. We need to begin to allow the end, the victory, the resurrection, the empty tomb... To actually guide our lives. We have to live our life out with this end in mind. Jesus still rose. Jesus still rose. I'm suffering right now, but Jesus still rose. Don't elevate your suffering above the resurrection. Don't elevate your present circumstance above the resurrection. What God is going to do. What God has promised you that he's going to do. God is constantly resurrecting things in our lives. It's what he does. It's who he is. We will suffer. That's the reality. Don't think you won't. I tell people all the time, if you want a comfortable life, do not choose Christianity. You should leave. It will be uncomfortable. I mean, that does not look comfortable. But yet, to be able to move through the crucifixion. With the hope and the reality that if we die with Christ we shall be raised with him, then I will suffer a momentary affliction for the reality of eternal glory. It does not mean it's fun. No, suffering is not fun. But you know what? I can endure suffering a lot more knowing that there's a resurrection on the other side. Versus all there is is death. Versus all there is is darkness and despair and anxiety and fear. That's not the truth of the Christian life. We live in a world that's fallen, a world that's dark, a world that wants you to get focused on your sinfulness, that there is no hope, but we are a redeemed, resurrected people living in the midst of a fallen world. To rejoice, to proclaim that Jesus Christ is risen, not just today, but every day of our lives. My brothers and sisters, whatever you go through, allow your life to be formed by the resurrection, allow it to be formed. Because whatever you're going through, that's not the end. There's more. That's not how your story ends. The Christian life ends in resurrection, it ends in meeting the Lord, it ends in eternal glory, it ends in being able to experience our Master, our God's joy in heaven. Life eternal. Don't be so fixed and focused on this world. This world's going away, and thanks be to God, I don't want to stay here. If anyone wants to stay here, then what has your life been like? No one wants to stay here. We shouldn't. And so we move through this world, my brothers and sisters, as a resurrected people. We move with the end in sight. That as St. Paul says, Oh, I run the race in victory. I'm not shadow boxing. I'm going for it. I'm living the truth of it. I'm absolutely giving my whole life because I know without a doubt that when I run the race of Jesus Christ, that these momentary afflictions shall be nothing for the eternal glory that I shall receive in Jesus on the last day. Our focus needs to be the resurrection, not just the suffering, not just the difficulty, not just the hardships my brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead. He changed everything. He transformed everything. Your life has new meaning. Your life God can draw good from in new ways. Do not elevate your crosses, your difficulties above the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do not focus on your past and all those areas of sin and say that you're not worthy and say that you don't have the ability to experience God's goodness because of your sin. The resurrection destroyed that. Jesus has been risen from the dead and has changed everything in our lives and who we are. And we need to live in that truth. No matter whatever happens, our brothers and sisters, Jesus still wins. And if you want that, it's yours. It is yours in Jesus Christ. You don't have to guess anymore. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to be perfect. In Jesus, who is perfect, you have the victory. It's yours if you want it. Every single day, you may fall, you can have victory again by getting up and receiving forgiveness. You may not do all the right things. In Jesus, you can be made pure through his goodness and his forgiveness. In the resurrection, my brothers and sisters, life has changed. Everything has changed. And we need to live in that truth. Because this is the joy, the Easter joy, that we can have in every single moment of our day. Because the resurrection didn't happen just over 2,000 years ago, but it's happening today. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen 20 years from now. And it's going to happen with the last moment of existence on the midst of this earth. Because Jesus Christ has won. Jesus Christ wins. And Jesus Christ is always going to win. Amen.